Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. Unfortunately, we have lost another legend. Joseph Michael Dusty Hill of ZZ Top died at the age of 72. I almost saw ZZ Top. They were going to play the Jackson Rancheria Casino in Amador County in 2005. Unfortunately, I didn't go because my ride didn't feel like going. We didn't buy tickets anyway. ZZ Top, hard rock, blues rock. She's got legs. She knows how to use them. I think Keith Richards summed it up best when he inducted them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was it in 2004? But let's listen to Keith, who very effervescently inducts. And when Keith inducts you, he not only inducts you, <laughs> he performs an exorcism of musical sorts. Because he is Keith Richards. To induct ZZ Top into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen, Keith Richards. still have jobs. Okay. Uh, sorry, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Um, yeah. Uh, what's it all about? Uh, I guess we're talking about uh, consistency and longevity. Believe me, I know all about it. No notes, 10 bucks. Um, it's only rock and roll. Um, yeah, cool. Anyway, where was I? Oh, consistency and longevity. Right, which means uh, who can do it good longest? We all know about that, ladies, right? And I'm going to talk to you a little bit, you know, about why I'm here, which is to you know, bring in a bunch of great guys, which to me, uh, I mean, Texas, you know, you know the, the heart of the matter is rock and roll and the blues. We have to talk about the blues here because we cannot leave it out, right? Without it, we're nowhere. And these cats are steeped in the blues. So am I. Uh, I'm steeped in several other things as well. <laughs> Shit, there's neither here nor there. You know, a bit of bing, bit of bang, bit of boom. Um, but I, you know, it's rock and roll is a win. We just had the Dells on. I mean, what a pleasure, you know. And Prince for kicking it off. Dynamite, you know. Jackson, what a variety. What a expression of music has come out of us all and without getting too deep because I'm not going to go into the spirit of oh by the way thanks to all your mothers that's that right um, 
Anybody else I missed? Uh, and what I want to say is about the guys that I'm going to bring on. You know, this is a solid band. This is the heartbeat of the whole country, the whole, of rock and roll. This is roots. These cats know their blues, and they know how to dress it up. When I first saw them, I thought, I hope these guys are not on the run, because that disguise is not going to work, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're busted. And, uh, but... Obviously, they're still on the run and the, and the frame held. And uh, so it's, it's really my honor, my joy to bring on ZZ Top. And so that was in 2004 when Mr. Keith Richards inducted ZZ Top. And here's ZZ Top having the last word. Where's Dave Matthews? The, the devil that you saw was, you left it behind back there. So we got plenty of that. It's uh, really gratifying for us. After spending 35 years together, we still dig doing it. It's uh, so gratifying to be here with so many splendid friends and associates. And uh, I, we're not going to keep this too long. We grew up with uh, AM radio. You had to do it in two minutes. Get the point over. <laughs> you know? But uh, we're just glad to be here. We're elated. This is frenetic. I feel great. And I'd say thank you, and I'm sure Frank and Dusty have a few. Yeah, I'd just uh, like to thank uh, any record company that had the uh, tenacity to sign us to a deal. And uh, thanks to my mother, my brother Rocky, my wife, and uh, our manager for uh, the whole time, Bill Hamm. Yeah. All I have to say is that most of my life has been a pleasant surprise, and so is this. Thank you. Freddie's playing was influential and inspirational from the time we first heard that single, Hideaway. And even to this day, there's uh, nuances in the playing that he delivered for that fateful recording. But the... ...are marking 50 years together. When I throw that number out, 50, what do you make of that? I'm dumbfounded. Longer than we've been married by a long shot. The two guys with beards that would make Methuselah jealous guitarist Billy Gibbons and bassist Dusty Hill, along with the clean shaven drummer named, what else? Frank Beard. Really, the only guy without a beard is Frank, Frank Beard. Beard. Ah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> they met in the summer of 1969 when they were all 20 at a long-gone club in Houston, now an outdoor public art space. We started on this very ground. It was a club called the Catacomb. It was a day that uh, Frank Beard, the man with no beard, yeah. he and I were gathered together to audition bass players. And about that time, Dusty strolled up, strapped on the guitar, and uh, I think we wound up playing 
one song for about three hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> well, it went on and on, swear it went. So I thought, let's just end there. What a, what a name, Dusty. Dusty. And they're from Texas. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know about Texas. Trust me, I, I know some, many of my good friends and family, are, they, they've been in and out of Texas. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we got to give a shout-out to um, Mr. Texas, whom every now and then he'll pop back in he didn't listen to Z- he didn't listen to ZZ Top I mean I, I could ask him ZZ Top were truly the blues yeah it was all about legs She's, she knows how to use them and I'm just looking for some tush oh I love that song but at the heart of it it was blues these guys were blues okay from the first album debut album released in 1971 50 years ago to Rio Grande Mud 1972 Tres Hombres 1973 Fandango 1975 Tejas 1976 and these guys just they kept going De Gulo, 1979. El Loco, 1981. Eliminator, 1983, which had this hit, Give Me All Your Lovin', Got Me Under Pressure, Sharp Dress Man, TV Dinners, and She Got Legs. Oh, yeah. She knows how to use them. MTV knew how to use that video. Afterburner, 1985. The Six Pack. 1987 Recycler 1990 Antenna 1994 We're just gonna keep going One Foot in the Blues 1994 Remif- Remifine 1996 Triple X 1999 Mescalero 2003 Chrome, Chrome Smoke and BBQ Which was a box set 2003 Rancho Texer, uh, Texiano The very best of ZZ Top 2004 Live from Texas 2008 Double Live 1980 2008 2009 La Futra 2012 And that's it What a group of gentlemen Fine, fine Sharp dressed men right there and we're going to talk about film later on but you 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 can't you can't you can't go and just do a podcast and not talk about dust dusty hill and his impact and also i want to i want to i'm i'm happy that bob odenkirk is doing well if you watch breaking bad like i did well, you know about this is before you better call Sal. This is when he was just the lawyer that he hired. <laughs> and then Bob Odenkirk wrote for Saturday Night Live along with Conan O'Brien. So let, I want to give him some love. We need comedians. We, we need comedians and we need musicians. 
We need everybody in the mix. Dusty, I'm sorry I didn't get to be within your presence in 2005 at the Rancheria, where I usually go to gamble, to see you play that song, Tush. Oh, yeah. I remember my friend said, you don't seem like you're into ZZ Top. I said, are you kidding me? I know that they come from the blues. And he gave me a high five and said, see, you know. I said, of course I know. If it weren't for Robert Johnson and them crossroads, the blues wouldn't be electrified like it is today. The mystery, the imagery. ZZ Top had those beards. So when Keith Richards in his induction speech talked about they better come up with some better disguises. Oh, God. Mm. The future of ZZ Top is up in the air. Truly is. It's a sad thing. Very sad. Here it is. On July 28, 2021, ZZ Top announced in a statement that Hill had died at his home in Houston at the age of 72. The band played their first show without him five days earlier at the Village Commons in New Lenox, Illinois. At this show, ZZ Top's longtime guitar tech uh, filled in for Hill, who was unable to perform because of hip issues. Within hours after the announcement of Hill's death, Gibbons confirmed that ZZ Top will continue as a band and that Francis will replace him, declaring that the show must go on. Mm. I think he would want it that way. Blues, hard rock, cars, and beards. And the only guy in the band of ZZ Top... Who didn't even have a beard, but his name was Beard, was Frank Beard. So I want to give love and respect to Billy Gibbons, Frank Beard, and rest in peace, Dusty Hill, Unpleasant Dreams, and I'll be back after this. Good evening, as I promised. At the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We just pay tribute to Dusty Hill. Here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, we're going to talk briefly about William S. Burroughs, a man within the 2010 documentary about the legendary, controversial godfather of punk writing. This man was truly a fucking visionary. And even Al Jorgensen of Ministry has says that. Williams, William S. Burroughs' cut-ups inspired him to do it musically. And thus, that's why The Land of Rape and Honey sounds like cut-ups. Death smells. I mean, death has a special smell. Over and above the smell of cyanide, cordite, blood carrying her burnt flesh. It's a gray smell. It stops the heart, cuts off the breath. Smell of the empty body. Smell of sealed hospitals and gangrene. Now, folks, if you'll just care to step this way, you are about to witness the complete all-American de-anxietized man. Burroughs achieved a great deal more than being arguably the greatest writer in the world, 
in the second half of the 20th century. Burroughs' writings were quite revolutionary. He was one of the very few who had the balls to say, I'm queer. He was the first person that was famous for things he was supposed to hide. He was gay, he was a junkie, he didn't look handsome. He shot his wife. He wrote poetry about assholes and heroin. Uh, he, he was not easy to like. In a way, he was somebody who appeared to be incredibly sad to me. I hate to see a bright young man fuck up and get off on the wrong track. Burroughs was a deconstructor of labels. And it's ridiculous when I can't even get the words out of it. And that is precisely what I always endeavor to do when I'm writing. Because I'm transcribing a movie, a film that I see in my mind as best I can in the words. William seemed to have a connection with everything. He's like another kind of Bible. It was thinking up something that wasn't even illegal yet. He does some junk. That's what scared people. I bring not peace, but a sword. People who are prepared to risk sacrificing their freedom and their physical safety because of an idea are always dangerous to a society. William Burroughs' life, as far as his relation to narcotics and opiates in particular and addiction to them, he was chipping around and often and on his whole life. The use of opium and our derivatives. It's junk. You got a real thrill out of handling firearms. This is better than shooting heroin. I mean, you, you shot something else, and it went bang. He'd go have some cocktails with Fred and then come out and say, See, I'm really, my hand is really steady now. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you bought the coke, so do that for you. When we slept together in bed, was there a loaded gun in a holster in the bed with us? Why, yes, there was a loaded gun in a holster in bed with us. And so, that is a taste of the 2010 documentary, William S. Burroughs, A Man Within. I thought, let's just play that and go from there. William S. Burroughs was... A part of me wishes he was still alive today. He'd be 120-something years old. Uh, But hey... 117 to be exact. William Seward Burroughs II, born February 5th, 1914, died August 2nd, 1997. 
He was also briefly known by the pen name William Lee. Burroughs created and exhibited thousands of paintings and other visual artworks, including his celebrated shotgun art. Oh, my. (laughs) Known for the book Junkie, Naked Lunch, The Nova Trilogy, Cities of the Red Knight. I always love that title. The Place of Dead Roads. What a interesting original. He didn't like being associated with the beat or well he did like being associated he but he wasn't a beat. That's what he would try I guess he influenced them. He was known as the exterminator. Influenced Patty Smith. Remember Patty Smith writing about Johnny in the the song land the you know uh johnny pushed him against the locker and then suddenly johnny gets the feeling she got that character from johnny and the wild boys william she loved william s bros and a lot of people did and a lot of people were scared of him but you know who wasn't scared of him the grunge generation there's pictures of him hanging out with kurt cobain there's video of him hanging out with Al Jorgensen of Ministry. In fact, he is in Ministry's Just One Fix video. And then that clip that you heard of him said, I bring you not peace, was at the end of U2's, was it the last night on earth? He shot that right before he died. Oh, I didn't know this. William Burroughs was played by Vigo Mortensen as the character Old Billy from Jack Kerouac's novel On the Road in the 2012 movie adaption of the novel On the Road. I didn't see that yet. (laughs) Okay, it was a fictional character. He was in commercials. He was in Drugstore Cowboy. With Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah. Drugstore Cowboy is an interesting film. And also, there were not a lot of really famous out there gay writers back then. And William S. Burroughs, he took the cake and he fucked it. His books... His literary style, the cut-up period from the 1950s and 1960s, experiment and subversion, mid-1960s, 1970s, the Red Knight trilogy. The book Cities of the Red Knight, The Place of the Dead Rose, and The Western Lands came from Burroughs in a final mature stage, creating a complete mythology. Burroughs also produced numerous essays and large body of autobiographical material, including a book with a detailed account of his own dreams. Now that is fascinating to me. And so I encourage you to watch A Man Within William S. Burroughs. Here's Burroughs talking about Kerouac. You know, him and Kerouac had an interest. I think also he was attracted to Kerouac. Who 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 was not attracted to Kerouac? Unprecedented worldwide uh, extent. 
Yet he didn't even he didn't acknowledge it. Well, he didn't acknowledge it, but uh, he was one of the people instrumental in starting it. Oh, I mean, in what sense? Well, the whole beat movement. Well, in what? Which, uh, which uh, has become a worldwide cultural revolution of absolutely unprecedented. There's never been anything like it before. Penetrating the Arab countries, uh, which was really a hermetic society. And then their affiliation with the political activists, all that that, uh, that went on in the 60s. Although the beats were originally non-political, uh, others who were political were really following the beat movement to its logical conclusion. So that's Burroughs talking about Kerouac. He was friends with Allen Ginsberg. I mean, William S. Burroughs was crazy. But there's some beautiful poetry in that. And before we go, a man within. I always like to give information so that you can watch these documentaries. Because it's important. It's important whether you want to check it out or not. All right. Directed by Yoni Lay, or how do you say his name? I want to say it right. Here we go. Yoni Lizer. Yoni Lizer came out in 2010. It is available free on Pluto TV, Amazon Prime, Apple TV to rent, and Tubi. So it's also on Independent Lens, PBS. As always, unpleasant dreams, motherfuckers. <laughs>